You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Begins. Yes, welcome to the first official episode of the Locked On Tigers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Chris Brown, and today is Monday, March 25th, and we're going to get into a little bit about the weekend's games for the Tigers. We're going to talk a little bit about some of the big injuries that happened over the last week, and I'm going to finish up with a, a little segment on all the contract extensions that have been signed, uh, and I'm going to tell you why that's been happening. So uh, before we get into all that, though, I would just uh, ask you to go ahead and subscribe to the show on the new podcasting app, Himalaya, or on Apple Podcasts or on Google Podcasts or on Spotify, whatever you want to do. And uh, hey, when you get in the car, go ahead and tell your smart device to play the podcast Locked on Tigers. That smart device works for you. You're the boss. Uh, so anyway, yeah, let's talk about it. The Tigers played three games over the weekend. The first, uh, and they're all kind of fun in separate ways. Two of them were on TV, uh, so I hope you got to, to watch those, although I would understand if maybe you were watching basketball. But let's let's start with Friday, and that was the game against the Braves, and we saw Tyson Rouse take the mound and uh, against what was essentially the opening day lineup for the Braves. And he looked pretty much how you'd expect. Uh, he's a ground ball pitcher. He uses a sinker and slider to get a lot of weak contact, and he did. He got nine ground balls to two fly balls in there. He gave up three runs in five and a third, although I think you could probably say one of those was really his fault. There was some iffy scoring in the first inning on a, a ground ball that Nico Goodrum probably should have grabbed at second base, and then he, another run came around on an, a throwing error by Grayson Griner. And then uh, he left with a man on first in the sixth inning, and then Drew Verhagen gave up a two-run double, so he got charged with that. But anyway, it, it, was, you know, it wasn't a lights-out performance from Tyson Ross, but it's sort of what I think we'll see more often than not. Maybe not more often than not, but I think we'll see it a few times this year. Uh, he strikes me as the sort of guy who, who may have a couple of those outings where he gives up eight runs in two innings, and then he also might have an outing or two where he's got a no-hitter in the seventh. But yeah, if, if he can pitch like he did on Friday, he might end up being a decent trade chip. And make no mistake, that's why the Tigers acquired him. Uh, the coolest thing about this game, though, was the fact that there were so many of the Tigers' young prospects who showed up. Isaac Paredes, their top-hitting prospect, got the start at third base, which was really cool. And he went two for three with two really hard-hit balls. One of them was right to the shortstop. The other one was uh, basically a line drive to the base of the wall in left field. And you also got to see his, his above-average arm at third base. And it was a nice little look at one of their more exciting young prospects so that was fun. But they also we also got to see their 2014 first-rounder, Derek Hill, who, whose career hasn't gone the way he would like, I think. But he's still really fast, and it was fun to see him run. And then two of their most exciting young hitting prospects, uh, shortstop Winsel Perez and their second-rounder last year, Parker Meadows, they both got into the game and got some at-bats. Uh, and then finally, it, it, they ended the game with John Schreiber, who's a local boy done good. He's from downriver, and he's a side-armor. And, yeah, it was kind of cool to see him out there and get a 1-2-3 ninth inning. So that was Friday's game. Saturday's game was against the Rays, and it started off pretty well. The Tigers got, uh, was it, four runs in the first inning on a two-out, three-run double from Kristen Stewart, which is nice to see. Uh, and and then it was followed up by a double, an RBI double from John Hicks. Now, the lineup that day was kind of interesting. It was Josh Harrison batting leadoff, then Nick Castellanos, then Cabrera, then Nico Goodrum batting cleanup, and Jamer Candelario batting fifth, and Kristen Stewart batting sixth. And this was against Charlie Morton, who was one of the you know top 25 pitchers in baseball last year. He's a right-hander. So I don't know if this was just uh, you know, a special lineup, but I, it'll be curious to see if Stewart 
Stewart ends up batting sixth. He might uh, he might get some decent RBI opportunities if he does that. But anyway, on, on the other side, the Tigers had Jordan Zimmerman starting, and he did what Jordan Zimmerman usually does. He gave up a bunch of hard contact, including back-to-back homers in the third. He finished with three earned runs on five hits and a walk in four innings with four strikeouts. And that's your opening day starter, ladies and gentlemen. So that's the kind of year it's going to be for the Tigers. But good news. Miguel Cabrera hit a bomb, and he really looks a lot like the hitter we've known for the last decade or so. He uh, He's striking out a bit more than usual this spring training, but he also has five homers, which is more than he's ever hit in spring training before. Not that spring training stats mean anything, but uh, he looks good, and that's good to see. Rule 5 pick Reed Garrett, who I mentioned in the last show, he came in and got bombed pretty hard again. Gave up four runs on four hits and a walk. They tried to get him to pitch two innings. In the first inning, he gave up a single and a double, but then got a couple strikeouts. But then they brought him back out for the next inning, and that was ugly. He gave up uh, a triple and a single and then a walk, and then he was done. But uh, despite owning a 6.10 ERA in the spring, it looks like he's going to make the big league roster because the Tigers really don't have anything to lose there. Uh, the flip side of that is, is Jose Cisnero, who is soon to be 30 years old, and he's been out of affiliated pro ball since 2015 but the Tigers found him playing in the backfields in the Dominican Republic somewhere and he's had a terrific spring he's got a 186 ERA in, in nine and two-thirds innings with 12 strikeouts and just two walks I think on Saturday he struck out four over two perfect innings and then he got assigned to Toledo which is going to happen but uh you know I wouldn't be shocked at all if we get to see him again later this year and then uh, let's see. Oh, you know, I mentioned in the first show that we might see teams using four-man outfielders, and sure enough, the Rays did it on Saturday. They broke out a four-man outfield against Josh Harrison, which I didn't expect. But uh, yeah, here we are. Uh, I'm kind of curious how official scorers will be marking those down in their scoring book, who the putout goes to, and I wonder if this might screw up some of the advanced defensive metrics in terms of positioning. That happened a long time ago when the third baseman started playing in between first and second there on the uh, when they did the shift on lefties. But anyway, I you know I claimed. That this game was fun and it was because you know what happened late in the game Tigers prospect Josh Lester uh, he had a homer in the seventh and then a single in the ninth and then he came around to score the game-winning run on a two-out walk-off double from third string catcher Cameron Rupp and walk-offs are always fun right yeah I think so so then we get to Sunday's game against the Blue Jays it was one of those laughers that you like to see every now and then although probably not as much in spring training yeah the, uh, the Blue Jays Gave up five early runs. The Tigers jumped out to a 5 nothing lead in the, in the first two innings, I think. Uh, but unfortunately, Daniel Norris gave it all back by the fourth inning. Uh, and a good friend Brandon Day from Bless You Boys, he pointed out the Tigers really seem intent on having Daniel Norris throw his fastball low in the zone, which seems like the wrong thing to do because he's got a pretty high-spin fastball, and the, the thing that everybody's doing these days is throwing those up in the zone. But... Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe the Tigers are trying to work something. At this point, really, I would just like to see them throw him in the bullpen and just let him let him air it out, let him get it done. He hit 94 a couple times, which was nice to see because, you know, velocity was an issue for him earlier. Uh, Miguel Cabrera hit another home run in this game. So, again, he's doing well. That's good. And this was another game where we got to see a bunch of the young kids. This one had uh, Paredes again. We also got to see uh, shortstop Willie Castro and outfielders Jake Robson and Dustin Peterson. And all four of them did some really good things with the bat. But Daz Cameron had the big blow of the game. He had a grand slam in an eight-run sixth inning. Uh, and he's had an outstanding spring. And he's probably, if he's if Paredes isn't their top hitter, then it's Daz Cameron. Those two are the one and two in terms of their best hitting prospects. And Cameron's hit like 370 this spring, looked really good. And the Tigers need a center fielder, but he's not coming up because Tigers aren't trying to win games, and they want to save money by keeping him in the minors for a few months, and that'll give them an extra year of control down the line. 
Uh, that's just the way teams do it now. So let's uh, let's move on to injuries now. There were since we last talked, there have been three pretty significant injuries. The the biggest, of course, was Michael Fulmer going down with Tommy John surgery on his right elbow. That's really unfortunate. I talked last time about his velocity was down and how that's never a good sign. I didn't see this coming, but yeah, the, the biggest uh, he he was probably going to be their best pitcher this year if he performed to his capabilities. Almost certainly would have been, and he was one of the few guys who's actually really fun to watch. So that's a shame. From a competitive standpoint, it doesn't really matter because obviously they weren't going to be very good this year. But there was that slight possibility that Fulmer was back to his uh, original form this year, his Rookie of the Year form, and then the Tigers would have a very valuable trade chip, and now that's out the window. Uh, They also lost Drew Verhagen to forearm strain. Apparently it was a a, a mild one. Ron Gardenhire said that it's not too serious. Uh, But he is heading to the injured list, which probably makes room in the bullpen for Dale Norris for now. And then the final injury, I mentioned the Tigers had an opening in center field. That's because Jacoby Jones sprained his shoulder diving for a ball on Saturday night. And he's headed to the disabled list now. And and it sounds like the Tigers, instead of bringing up Daz Cameron, are going to bring up Dustin Peterson, uh, who had a good game on Sunday. But this one hurts a bit because they don't really have another true center fielder on the roster. It's going to be Mikey Matuk getting some time out there and probably Nico Goodrum. And, uh, you know, it's a shame because Jacoby Jones was a terrific defender. And if he could ever, ever get his bat to work, he'd be an all-star level player. So that's a shame. But, uh, hey, speaking of getting a bat to work, let's talk about sex. Good sex. Remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com. That's blue like the color blue. BlueChew brings you the first chewable with the same ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Now, on a personal note... This is me, Chris. I think we can all agree that erections are great. Now, listen, they have to be at the right place in time. You don't want to be in a public pool or anything like that. But when it's time to propagate the species, it's hard to beat an erection. And you can quote me on that. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Uh, Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they're cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com, and you get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code MLB. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E-Chew.com. Promo code MLB to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice. And, of course, I appreciate them for sponsoring the podcast because that helps. Uh, So, yeah, I just wanted to finish up the podcast now by talking a little bit about these extensions. I mentioned it before, and there are a lot of veterans who are signing these long-term deals, and there's been discussions a lot more. Justin Verlander, there was discussion with him, although I don't think he signed one. But we've seen, I think, 16 this offseason, which is far more than usual. Uh, We've seen Mike Trout. Paul Goldschmidt, Chris Sale, Nolan Arenado, Alex Bregman, tons of guys signing these long-term deals. Part of it's normal. Players like to sign these deals before the end of spring training, before the beginning of the, the regular season, because you know they don't want to think about it during the year. But there's also some, some slightly troubling aspects to this, and I want to explain that in a little bit. Uh, one of the big signings was White Sox top prospect Eloy Jimenez. A lot of you probably haven't heard of. Maybe you have. Uh, but he hasn't played an MLB game yet, and he signed a six-year, $43 million extension with two option years that could pay him another $35 million more. And that's a ton of money, obviously. And I, you know, nobody's going to look down at that. And he's buying himself a lot of security in case something goes wrong. But you know, by all, by all accounts, his, his minor league production and his skills, he could be a J.D. Martinez sort of hitter in the majors. It's, you know, obviously, that's a lofty standard, but it's not out of the question for, for a guy that good. And... If that ends up happening, he's probably cost himself 
Well, he's definitely cost himself two years of free agency and maybe $30 million or more. I mean, you know, he's still making tons of money, but that's a lot of money to leave on the table. And, and similarly, there's a was kind of a troubling signing uh, for Tampa Bay and Blake Snell, who was their 26-year-old lefty starter who won the AL Cy Young Award last year. And basically his third season, his second full season, he signed for five years and $50 million, uh, buying out the remaining arbitration years and one season of free agency. So again, it's he's probably going to be forfeiting $20 million or so if he had just kept pitching and going through arbitration and eventually hit free agency. But he's, you're, you're trading in some future potential earnings for some financial security. And you think, you know, if you were Michael Fulmer, would you have liked to sign a deal like that two years ago? I, I'm sure you would have. But it is kind of concerning that players keep leaving money on the table. And I want to say why they're doing this. I, uh, there's a quote from Mike Trout today that I think really kind of sums it up, and I'm just going to go ahead and read it here. Uh, Mike Trout said, I kind of saw what Bryce and Manny went through, and it drew a red flag for me. I talked to Manny and Bryce. It was a tough couple of months of the off season, and so that's really it. I think that's none of these guys are crying poverty or anything like that. And despite all the yelling in the free agency market and, and how people weren't getting signed, most of the big names still got huge deals like we expected. But the owners they kept their pockets closed for a long time, and there's still two big free agents out there in Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel. And I think players are seeing this and seeing what the future of free agency looks like, and as a result, they're signing deals that don't pay them what they'd be worth on a truly open market. You know, again, they're still getting tons of money, but it's not as much as you would expect or would have expected in the past. And I can't imagine that's going to sit well with the union, and I can't imagine that's a good sign for the sport going forward. So hopefully they can get this worked out, but I'm not, uh, I'm not too optimistic about the future of the labor relations in baseball. So yeah, before I get out of here for the show, I want to do a quick preview for today's game. This will be a regular feature in the future. Uh, Today, the Tigers are playing their last spring training game at Joker Martin Stadium in Lakeland, and they are taking on the Tigers Futures Club, which is interesting. You know, I was talking about how fun it is to see the young guys play on TV, and here you got a a game where it should be the Tigers' regular lineup, at least for a bat or two, against the prospects, And, and maybe we'll get to see... Matt Manning or Casey Mize throw an an inning. You know, some interesting pitchers take on some major leaguers, and uh, it should be kind of fun. Spencer Turnbull gets the start for the Tigers club, and he's been one of their best starters this spring, so that's another good opportunity for him. And then the Tigers, on Tuesday, they they take on the Rays at Tropicana Field, and then they have Wednesday off, and then Thursday is... The beginning of the actual regular season. Can you feel it? I, I feel like, you know, you look outside and suddenly the grass is going to be green uh, just overnight. And then baseball will be here and it'll be great fun. But uh, so, yeah, let's finish up with a little bit of promotion. On Thursday, April 4th, I'm going to be joined by my, my good buddy Roger Castillo, who, by the way, has been recording some fun Tigers history segments for this show. And he actually recorded one for this episode, but I couldn't get it on because I got squeezed for time. But uh, they'll be on later. And, and he's great with that stuff. But he and I are going to be doing a live radio show with Tigers SRD at Sinbad's in Detroit. We did it last year. It was good fun. And we'll be joined by Paul Wesner of Tigestown and our buddy Keenan from the Tigers Minor League Tracker. Really should tune in. It'll be fun. It'll be two hours uh, preview on opening day. And of course, keep tuning in to the Locked On Tigers podcast and all the other great podcasts at the Locked On Podcast Network. There's one for the Lions. There's one for the Pistons. There's one for Major League Baseball as a whole if you want to just follow what's going on around the league. So check those out. Download us on the Himalaya podcasting app or on Google Podcasts or Apple Podcasts. All the other podcasting spot spotify and uh, go ahead and leave ratings and reviews and if you want to contact me i would love to hear from you you can reach me at twitter at locked on tigers or email me at locked on tigers at gmail.com and i'll get a get an answer to you as quickly as possible i was hope, hoping that in the future you guys could help drive some of the content of the show and we'll see just keep listening to the locked on tigers podcast every day i appreciate it very much and uh, i'll talk to you tomorrow